You think hiding in this room is gonna keep you safe? Ghosts can't go through doors, stupid. They're not fire. Good, Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 4, Episode 2, Paranormal Parentage. Ben, you remember last episode when we had about 4.75 plots? How yes. About, how about we re- reduce that down to about 1.2? Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds absolutely great. <laughs> Let's that's do one, what we got. 1.2 plots. Because that's what we got this episode. But before we get into the episode, it's time for Outsourcing Mike's Bits. God, I love the music. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, just so you know, Mike, you are now creating four different timelines. Actually, Ben... It is you that will be creating the timelines it's, because it's I'm too conscripting much, you. It's too much pressure. I can't there, handle the pressure. There, and I will say, there is a 25% chance that the sex question comes up. And boy, I'm I'm feeling good today. I'm going to give it one last zhuzh because, again, not really much for shuffle anymore. Or four. It's hard to shuffle four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to ask you uh, a number from one to four. I'm going to go with three. This one right here. That's Let's the see one. what it is. Oh, not the sex question. It is not. I was hoping because I had this whole idea like what we're going to do is we're going to sign it. And yet we're not going to do that this time because Ben, Ben. Yes. You have you have chosen this uh, the question that may or may not have a an answer for you. Okay. Now, my good friend, Ben, would you ever consider writing to someone in jail as a pen pal? Um, my answer to that is going to be no, and not because okay. the person is in jail, but rather because I know myself and I I will not follow through on that. <laughs> okay, that here's, is a very Ben reaction to that. Here, here I, is I exactly, really appreciate that. I have had... Uh, two pen pals in my life. Um, uh, okay. One was from the Philippines. Okay. And then one was, I think it was just within the United States. I think it was somewhere in like the Midwest. Um, okay. But I've had two pen pals. And each time the the pen pal situation has gone like this. I send, I don't remember who started each time, but basically it was like, I send a letter, they send a letter. I send a letter. Either they don't send a letter or they do. And then when when I get it, I don't send a letter. Like, mm. it's just. That's I, that's about where these, the relationship ends. I run out of things to say. Now, if if they were it's like. Fu- oh, wait, now, Ben, I'm just going to have to quibble with you there. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a podcast. You've not yeah, run out of things no. to say yet. That that that's that's what I'm saying. If they're like, "Hi, I'm uh, Frank from the Philippines. Uh, tell me about your American television." Sure. I'd be like, "All right, cool. Let's start with Community, and all. Let's talk. Let's talk all about Community. Like, I could do that." Um, you write you write a whole paper about episode one, season one of Community, the pilot. I was I was just tweeting the other day about how um, th- while while adults in the '90s uh, were totally correct about television uh, ir- irreparably damaging my brain, um, they were wrong about the the how of it because we were told that violent TV was going to make us violent and sexual TV was going to make us into perverts and. Spending too much time watching TV was going to make us dumb. What it actually did is it means that literally everything I have to talk about is references to television. Sure. Um, yes, same. This came up because I was I, I made a reference to the song Bullet with Butterfly Wings by the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I think about that song, I think about there was some 90s TV show. It was a live action TV show. 
that had students and teachers and someone like a, a teacher was like making an argument with a, a student was making an argument with a teacher uh, in like some some sort of formal debate, I think. And then the the student uh, as a rebuttal was like, despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Oh, I went down like you you tweeted about this and I went down a search and I just didn't find anything. I, I couldn't write. I, I don't I have no idea where it's from, but I remember this moment very specifically. If I had to guess, I think it was uh, from Boston Public, uh, which okay. was a show on Fox in the 90s about uh, a school in in the inner city of Boston, Massachusetts. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But the thing is, I'm like. I don't even know what TV show I'm I'm referencing here, but I think about that moment literally every time because she says it in this real smug, like, like almost like I had this as a prepared rebuttal for this debate. Right. Um, but it's a lyric to and a also, Pumpkin song. also she just looks so smug when she says it. She's like, "Ha ha! I'm quoting a thing relevant to teens, teens here in the '90s." And uh, so, yeah, my brain is broken, uh, irreparably so. And it's because of TV and it's because I've watched too much TV. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone can tell me what that specific moment of television is from, uh, I would like to know because I think about that literally every time <laughs> I hear that song. Every yeah. single time. And uh, it it drives me nuts. So everything that I do is a reference to TV or commercials uh, mm-hmm. from from TV uh, from the '90s and and uh, aughts. And uh, my brain is broken because of that. So all that to say, if I had a pen pal, like if 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 uh, there was a prison uh, uh, a, a prisoner who was like, I miss TV and I only get to watch half an hour of TV here in jail. Tell me about TV that's happening on the outside. I'd be like, sup, man, you want to hear about a little show called You're the Worst? Awesome. Because no one will talk to me about the show You're the Worst. <laughs> I've been waiting. And now I have hoping. now I have a captive audience. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, And then they'll stop pun. writing to me because I made that pun. Yeah, that's but a at good least point. this time... At least this time it was on them. It was on them. Mike, would you would you have a pen pal in the so, prison system? Probably no, and for different reasons. Uh, not because they're in jail. I feel like that would be a good thing. I have really, and, and I'm sure there is technological ways of getting around this, but I have really bad handwriting. Just real bad. Just awful handwriting. And no one wants to read a letter from me. Even my wife doesn't. And I wrote her a ton of letters in high school. She doesn't want to read my letters. Um, there is technology about around that, and it's a little thing called Microsoft Word. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> well, if I'm writing Microsoft Word, then all bets are off. It's a little thing called typewriters. Uh, they're hot off the presses in 1890. Wait, so, when were typewriters invented? Hold on a second. In 1575, an Italian printmaker, Francesco Rampazzetto, invented... The scrittura tatile, a machine to impress letters in papers. I don't know. I'm just going to look up uh, when was the first typewriter invented. 1829. So I was off by a yes, bit. A little um, bit. Um, so, yes. anyways, it's, it's hot off the presses. Uh, that's another little pun for you there. I'm just full of them today. Hot off, hot <laughs> off the presses. Ben, Ben, the pun man. I mean, you could you could learn how to use a printing press, my dude. Um, mm. That's that's been around since the 1500s. See that that's really old fashioned, rather than just writing a note. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but I've been learning uh, LaTeX a little bit. Uh, the uh, uh, document preparation software coding language thing. Um, I, uh, I, I, uh, was updating my resume, uh, for reasons, uh, to, uh, apply for some, applic- uh, some promotions and, uh, figured I'd give it a try and it's weird, uh, but it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, and you could and- write to a, a inmate. With that, I'm I sure. could definitely write to an in- inmate with that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, default font. No, no, I don't like the font. 
By the way, if you're looking up LaTeX, it is spelled LaTeX, but apparently it is said LaTeX. That was told for me from a friend of mine uh, who was like, are you talking about LaTeX? And I'm like, I guess I am. So yeah, I had to figure out, the most important thing was like, I got to get this default font out of here. Um, And I did. Uh, but it's it's a it's a really neat thing. So yeah, I guess I would uh, using LaTeX, uh, but probably not Word um, or LibreOffice or whatever. I'm I, I I'm a LaTeX man. Uh, my rebuttal to that is, despite all my rage, I am still just a rat <laughs> in the cage. Um, what, so what a, what a great outsourcing Mike's pitch <laughs> this was. This is a good one. It, it went it went some places for once, but now we're going to talk about season four, episode two of Community, Paranormal Parentage. It is the Halloween episode for the season. Yes, indeed. airing in February. Um, right. Although I think the whole season got shifted. Yes. Um, From what I was reading, uh, th- it was going to premiere on Octo- in October, and then they delayed it. Um, so yes, it was, this actually premiered on Valentine's day. Um, so they, they were like happy Halloween, uh, you know, but as someone who doesn't really care for Valentine's day, like it gets, it gets a little te like when, I mean, I don't really, uh, I don't really keep up with, with shows that, that actually air on a week to week basis. But back when I did, it was a little tedious to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to catch up on all my shows. It's Valentine's week, so 30 Rock did a Valentine's episode, and Parks and Rec did a Valentine's episode, and like just... And here go, comes Community doing a go, Halloween Go one. down the list, and then, so, like, I I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. Like, instead of Valentine's Day crap, it's a Halloween episode. I'm into that. <laughs> that's I want, true. I is- want more holiday shuffles. I want the week of Christmas to be like, here's our Arbor Day episode. It's called Greendale already. You don't need to make it Envirodale. Um, I I do think that's really interesting, and you, uh, that's a point you you were. Uh, I'm going to respond to a point you were not making, but I found interesting. Um, kind of you mentioned you don't focus on television based on holidays anymore. Really, time like we're not watching Community every Thursday, and then this week is Valentine's Day, so let's see what they've got for Valentine's Day. And that, like, you'd have a whole NBC, you know, love comedy Thursdays of all uh-huh. just like romantic comedies because it's Valentine's Day, or all Arbor related because it's Arbor Day, you know. Um, and I find that interesting now that we are in this weird world of streaming when you basically watch whatever you want whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even our 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 show has been like, okay, we're doing a Halloween episode in March, and you know, we're doing a, a Christmas episode in July, and this is odd, and like, right. well, you just have to deal with it. And I think that's really interesting because there's a different interaction with media nowadays. Because it's like you're not guaranteed that I'm watching your Halloween show on Halloween. And yes, the the reason we're not watching this on Halloween is because A, it was delayed, and B, we're in that weird area. But, like, I find that interesting of, like, maybe this, you know, streaming moves away from that kind of, like, oh, it's Halloween, we gotta do our Halloween episode, or, like, you know, what have you. And I find that interesting. Well, I mean, you know, I've, I've mentioned it a lot of times, but I don't generally love a lot of holiday-specific episodes because True. they tend to come off a little bit forced, I guess, and so I like the idea that you can have a Christmas episode and or a, a, a Valentine's Day episode or a Halloween episode and not have it feel like, oh, this is the thing we got to do because everyone's going right. to expect it's a, it's a Valentine's Day episode. Like, and, you know, in fairness, community uh, is not bad about that because they go all in on everything all the time forever. Sure. Um, but there there have been a lot of other TV shows where it's like, well, we got to do our Christmas episode. And I'm like, oh, do we do right. we really do we really and have I, to? And I think specifically for community, you're watching these people go through years of school. Like you, it would be weird if they didn't like because of the conceit that they've built. You're like the first season is year their freshman year of school. Mm hmm. 
It would be um, weird not to, for them to do nothing for Halloween and nothing for Christmas and, you know, spring break or right. whatever. Like, like that kind of stuff, like totally makes sense here. And like, and the fact that they go for it makes it a whole lot e- easier. Now, like Parks and Rec, you can, you can do a story about Christmas whenever you really want, because you don't, you're not keying off of this is a year in the, the life of Parks and Rec and Pawnee. Sure. Like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it is a, it is a Halloween episode. So everyone is in costumes. Uh, Jeff is dressed up as a boxer. Uh, Annie really just is so we can just see the chest, just so we can on. see the chest, which, you know what, if you, if you got it, flaunt it, mm-hmm. I ain't even mad about it. Um, I mean, Troy and Abed are Calvin yeah. and Hobbes, which is a great costume idea. I love Fantastic it. Fantastic idea. Um, Britta is, uh, ham, which uh, I I never realized, but someone pointed out on Twitter um, some months back that this is a reference to uh, To Kill a Mockingbird uh, because Scout dresses up like a ham. Um, That's what a choice. <laughs> which is, you know what? Like uh, it's 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 doing a good job of being kind of meta, like as a like Britta is. Whether or not she means to is referencing To Kill a Mockingbird uh, is right. very good. Yeah, um, I don't think she meant to do that. I, the the writers meant to do that, but I don't think Britta in fiction meant to mm-hmm. do that. Uh, Shirley is Princess Leia, and uh, her boys are dressed up like Ewoks and whatnot, and uh, mm-hmm. Andre's Han Solo. Although we don't get to see any of them, which it's is too bad. It would have been because cute. it would be really cool. It would be yeah. so cute. really cute. Yeah, uh, and Annie is the. <laughs> Uh, she and Jeff were uh, going to do a, a couple's costume, but she mistook ring girl as like he he meant the sexy girl who holds up the signs between rounds at a boxing match. Right. She took it as the girl from the ring, um, which is a fun it's a fun misunderstanding. Uh, I also so they do. There's a couple of interesting things with that. They you know the way they shoot Annie as she's coming in uh-huh. because she is doing it on the ground and they you know she kind of glitches in and out. That's really well done. And also the fact that the dean is wearing it <laughs> got on the same wavelength as Jeff uh-huh. and came in with a boxing girl outfit is is just killer and also uh, weirdly attractive. We weirdly hot like like. Once Dean's again, got it going on. Once again, Jim Rash pulls it off because uh, it's my theory that he can pull off anything. I mean, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I I have some questions about myself now. Mm-hmm. Name name one outfit in the entirety of Community that the Dean does not pull off successfully because I don't think that there is one. There is that one time he is like a peanut butter energy bar. Oh That's yeah, weird. it looks it looks kind of like a turd. Uh, yeah yeah okay i'll give you that really hard for somebody to pull that off i'll i'll give you that um that's the only one i can think of but it's just such a wonderful image uh and then so uh uh we get we get sort of the plot the one the one singular plot of the episode we find out that pierce has we go from we go from just a deluge of plot to Uh please uh some more plot please uh pierce has locked himself in his panic room and he's forgotten the code and so they need to help him uh which as britta points out Hmm, calling for help a classic call for help classic you know britta's always on it (laughs) britta yes britta's are always on it i will say that uh, you know, uh, this episode, I don't know where it came in with all the production stuff. And because I know we, this is kind of the end of there's there's some falling out of Pierce and things like that. This does feel like, you know, Chevy J's just kind of wanted to not feel. Oh, my cat is outside. So Stacy is okay. letting the cat out. I just saw a cat jumping. Okay. I'm like, okay. what the hell? Um Okay, <laughs> gotta come back. Uh, this episode does feel kind of with the fact that Chevy Chase and Pierce is kind of off in his own for most of the episode, that Chevy just didn't want to film with everyone else that day. Or like, you know, for most of the episode, it's like, ah, uh, just bring him in at the end. It'll be fine. There's a lot of kind of phoning it in that happens uh, with Chevy in this season. Um yeah, so he he's locked himself in the in the panic room, and so they go to Pierce's mansion, and they kind of split up into teams. 
and uh, look for him. So it's kind of a uh, haunted mansion sort of uh, sort of event. Yeah, it's kind of a Scooby Doo. Uh huh. It is kind of a Scooby Doo, uh, complete with a, a hidden entrance that Abed finds to to find the uh, uh, room with all the the surveillance, uh, which is on brand for Abed, on brand for Pierce, and creepy by Pierce. Yes, he Abed does also say that like he's like, oh, this is what this is the best moment of my life because like who who doesn't want to find a hidden entrance into a, a room in a spooky mansion? That sounds great. I mean, I have my own plans of like buying a new house and creating a a, a hidden room for myself. Mm-hmm. Of like, mm-hmm. ah, you you have to pull pull open like a, a you know pull down a case of UHF just enough and it <laughs> opens it up because no one else is gonna take that DVD. It's true. No, no one else. I mean, like, I feel like I'm uh, like I've made a joke of myself at this point. <laughs> You know, you know what? But see, here's here's the thing, right? You know, you know what you're about. I am. And I like do. uh it's it's fine to be like I unabashedly love this thing that uh, is a thing that resonates with me and five other people on the planet. Um, I will say there's more than that in my my weird owl Facebook group, <laughs> but that's a different discussion. Um so, you know, that's that's totally fine. I I believe i have stopped uh i have stopped uh uh giving into the idea that there's such a thing as a guilty pleasure oh sure because like the only the only time you have a guilty pleasure is when other people are making you feel bad about true stuff and so if you just don't care what they think then you can't have any guilty pleasures boom that's just science so like you know you you know what you're on about but also, you know, it is uh, it is important to know when it's like, yeah, no, this is a thing for me, and uh, I can safely hide my secret room with UHF being the uh, the the thing you pull down to open up because like no one's gonna no no <laughs> one's gonna gr- reach for that that Blu-ray. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I I would be the only one. But at that point, I've had I I already have the Blu-ray ripped onto my computer, so I can watch it whenever I want without having to deal with the physical media. It's a great time had by all. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, I sometimes when it's uh, when I'm having a really bad brain day, it is time to go for that UHF and just watch some some shenanigans. My uh my my go-to movies for if i'm just like i need something on to like cheer me up uh the big lebowski yes because (laughs) i'm i'm i still can't believe i got y'all to watch the big lebowski with me because like (laughs) i mean it's a good movie i'm not gonna say it's not it's just not Um, my you my usual flavor of movie uh the big lebowski clue Great movie. Um, Fantastic movie. No notes. Uh I think those are my two big ones. Airplane sometimes. Um Airplane's good. But but Probably mostly part of it does not age very well. Mostly it's the Big Lebowski and Clue. Um, because they are, in my opinion, two pretty much perfect movies. Mm-hmm. Um you, did you know that there are people out there that don't think UHF is a perfect movie? It's weird, right? Uh, I'm just going to look up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Look, um, people have changed their minds since it came out. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, UHF. I think it's like a 30 or something. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> the uh, tomato meter, tomatometer. You say tomato meter, I say tomato meter. Uh, Let's call the whole thing off. 61% audience score 77%. Ooh. Honestly not too bad. Better than I anticipated. <laughs> Let's compare it to the Big Lebowski. You know it might be reasonable at the same same path cuz I don't uh, think it's cri- it's a critic's darling. 83% on the Tomatometer. Well, I'm wrong. <laughs> and 93% audience score. So um, not as good as the Big Lebowski. Well, not as Jeff. good. Uh Wow, Clue only has a 68% on the Tomatometer. So I can believe that based on the way that we were at in the time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. So UHF okay. and Clue came out in the 80s, and mm-hmm. Big Lebowski was mid-90s, right? 1998. 
Okay. So even late eight nineties. So mm. you're you're kind of looking at these two separate pieces times of movies where like at, from what I understand about the eighties, it was a time of excess. Uh which is why Weird Al got a movie, frankly, probably. Uh-huh. Um but so you you know, the critics weren't oh you know that of the time Clue and UHF were of you know they weren't they didn't fit what the critics thought was good movies at the time and then time changed and the big lebowski fit what the critics thought was good movies at the time it came out that is my thought uh the big lebowski review from user may may a okay two stars i just don't like it well so- you know what you know what? Everybody has their own preferences, and we 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 don't yuck anybody yums, but we don't yum any yucks. I wait, no, that's wait. So <laughs> everyone splits off into teams of two, uh, which are it's it's some surprising teams of two because Troy and Abed don't go together, right? And Troy and Britta also don't go together, right? Although I kind of like the the pairings that comes up with you know with with Troy and Shirley because then you get the interesting play with with the. Speaking of play, uh, the playroom, uh, the <laughs> indoor swing room, uh-huh. the I, private I love, gym. <laughs> I, I, it's um, one of my favorite jokes in the whole episode is is Troy not knowing what the the sex dungeon is for uh, and what the sex swing is, and right. uh, uh, Shirley being like. Forget you ever saw that, and then forget that I knew what it was. Right. That's the, that's the best part. <laughs> Shirley knew what it was for. Forget you saw that, and then forget I knew what it was. Great. You won't tell me. Pierce won't tell me. I have no idea what to Google. I love it. So, yeah, I, I do love that. So, but no, you're right. I think it's, I think it's good parent. Like, I don't think it makes sense in universe, because inevitably Troy and Abed are going to want to be teamed up together. Sure. Um... And Britta is going to be want to want to be teamed up with Troy and maybe Troy would want to be teamed up with her. Um, In universe, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. I think in the story, it's really good, though, because you get you get the Jeff and Britta thing where she's trying to therapize him and be like, you need to talk to your dad. You're just like Pierce. Pierce is, uh, you know, because Pierce says that he he thought he saw his old man um who's dead and has right. been dead and so Britta's like oh you're gonna be just like him because you know relationships with fathers and blah 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 and so they right. get to have some like actual you know one-on-one time where she is i mean she has she definitely has an agenda in in all of this she's like you need to call your dad yeah you're obsessed I, with your dad i mean she has an agenda and at one point she yells help me heal your heart hole uh huh. Yep. That's good. That's just good therapy. Yep. Got to heal holes. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah. So you you get that, and then you get um, you, you get the the Shirley and Troy thing about him not knowing what the sex went because every I think anyone else in the group, I don't know. I don't think Jeff wants to be the one to explain it, but I think, and I don't think Annie knows what is what is going to be either. Um, right. But like Britta would just be like, oh, it's a sex thing. And right. Abed, Abed probably like Abed knows everything. Abed would probably just be like, it's a sex thing. But I, I like I like the Shirley Troy uh, interaction in that. Annie and Abed, uh, they get split up pretty quick because Abed right. finds the hidden the hidden thing. I do like how she's like, if this is supposed to be like that part in that movie that's like this, I would like to remind you that I don't watch scary movies and therefore cannot appreciate the homage. <laughs> which which is a funny thing for a person to say in community because it has been so far sure. uh, 90% referential humor. Right. And also very funny for her to, to say at, at wearing the costume of the girl from Ring. Uh-huh. It's just very all good all around. Yeah, so I, you know, the fact that they get split up, I, I really like. The speaking of Clue, although the board game, not the, the, the movie, it does give me that kind of Clue feel when it kind of zooms out to the map of, of the mansion and have pieces moving around. That was, it was, it was a really great touch to me because, 
you know, you, you see there's an establishing shot of the mansion and then there's everything interior and the interior feels very different than the exterior to me. It looks much smaller mm-hmm. than, than the establishing shot, but I, I think it's, it's really well done to kind of give you a sense of place with everything, especially because all the, all the, you know, the walkways or hallways are all like the same crushed velvet on the walls. Like it's the same uh-huh. hallway over and over and over again. Also, did you know, Mike, uh, that Perhaps. for our listeners across the pond, the board game we are referring to is called Cluedo. I there. did. I don't know why. <laughs> I did know that, but I don't know why it's called that. So, yeah, there you go. Um, oh, I'm so- not going to learn. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do we do we want to know why it's called that? I kind of um, do. Why is it called Cluedo? History marketing game characters. Where's okay? I found it on Go. Wikipedia. Okay, yes. So Anthony E. Pratt, uh, does and his wife Elva Pratt helped design the game. Presented it to a Waddington's executive, the most British thing I've ever heard. Ah uh, uh, yes, am- Waddington's my good my my good uh, lad Waddington's. Uh, uh-huh. So this Waddington's executive purchased the game because it was originally called. He, hold on to your hats okay. for a very okay. imaginative name, Murder. Excellent. That was the name. Uh, he uh, the uh, executive purchased it and provided its trademark name of Cluedo, a play on Clue and Ludo. Ludo meaning Latin for I play. Now, why is it just Clue in America? Haven't figured that one yet. I haven't read it that far. Okay. So what you're saying is that people uh, over in in England are like, oh, yeah, I totally get that uh, it's a play on Clue and this Latin verb that I definitely know because I'm Mm -hmm. British. Oh, there is another game called Ludo. Okay. So it is. It's like an idea of you're being, you're playing a, a similar. Oh, in the board game, I can see it. It looks a little like a clue, a clue board. Okay, I can okay. see it. I can see it. It's. Uh, but in Parker Brothers, they're like, no, no, no. It's called Clue now. So yeah. I like how Ludo is uh, called Ludo. Oh, there's the a whole popular book on game. This. Oh, this, there's a whole book on the Waddington story from the early days to Monopoly, the Maxwell bids, and into the next millennium. Uh, good news. We're a, we're a uh, board game podcast now. Hell um, yes. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, today on uh, bo- board. Good morning, Greendale, Ludo. Good, good, well, well, good morning, yeah. Mr. Good morning, Mr. Green Dale. Ooh, that one Ooh. that one works. Ooh, there we go. Nope, I I used up all my puns earlier. This is um <laughs> this is no good. So yeah, it's the the mansion has a very uh clue slash cluedo sort of feel. Hidden hidden sure things, uh different rooms stylized different ways. You've got a study. The study is like super classy and uh has some some fine whiskeys for Jeff to sip. Right. Um you've got a bedroom with uh weird neon fireplace emblem. Like it's not a real fireplace. It's just like neon lights in the shape of a fireplace. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There at one point Jeff gives an entire monologue in front of a uh a, a painting of Chevy Chase and Chevy <laughs> Chase is literally staring at him. The entire uh-huh. time to the point where it's distracting. Uh-huh. At least to me. I could not I could not stop looking at Chevy Chase's eyes. It's like, you know, like it's one of those like, oh, are the eyes someone else looking at Jeff? No, it has no it it's in the corner of the shot. There's no reason. There why? Uh I've got a hypothetical for you, Mike. Let's say okay. you're a let's say you're a single dude. You you meet some attractive lady at the bar and she takes you back home to a mansion, and then she's like, she she has you follow her to the bedroom and the bedroom looks like that round leopard print bed. Okay, ne- neon lights where a fireplace might be, a painting of her younger self staring at you. Okay, do you bone down? Or do you do you run? 
It's it's America's new hot new game, Bone Down or Run. <laughs> you know what? I would not I would not I would not be surprised if that was America's best new game show. We have like things like Joe McHale on kitchen like figure out what who murdered crime scene kitchen is what it's called you it's like, you sir what? are avoiding the question yes i am because <laughs> it it's, i didn't i wasn't expecting to be on america's favorite bo- game show bone down or run <laughs> <laughs> I've, i i cannot believe that this whole thing was just it's time to be I can't my my mom's gonna watch this on Fox. Um I, it well, would be on since, Fox. <laughs> it w- oh a hundred percent it's on Fox. Um okay, let's let's think this one through. Okay. So I am out on the town uh-huh. as single a single a single uh, lover. Uh-huh. That's you, single lover. <laughs> single mm-hmm. lover. And I'm I'm out uh at a bar, you know, fancy bar. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of like drinking a martini because that's how fancy uh, I am. I've never had a martini in my life, uh, and I'm drinking it, and I'm like, "Oh, that's tastes like martini." <laughs> and I see, <laughs> and I see this woman from across the room. We hit it off, of course, because I'm I'm a man drinking a martini. She, she's impressed. She's impressed that you know what a martini tastes like. Yeah, uh-huh. it that's tastes what, so that's what women love. Uh-huh. Um, and I know you like, haven't dated in a while, but that's exactly what what the ladies love out at bars. Oh, I have not dated in a long time. They're, they're um, like, oh, that that guy, that's a guy who knows what a martini tastes. I also like. love that I'm. I, no one can see this, but you. But I am, I am like. Oh yeah, no, you're miming, committing to the bit. I'm mm-hmm. committing to the bit by miming holding a martini glass because you gotta have the pinky back to hold the martini glass because otherwise, oh my god. <clears throat> okay, anyway, so let we're ba- got to get back into character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I'm, ooh, ah, oh, some martini. <laughs> so I, we, I, 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 I see, I lock eyes with, uh, with this woman from across the room. She's just so enraptured with me and how, how well I drink this martini. And she takes me uh-huh. back to her mansion. <laughs> it's a, it's a skill based <laughs> thing, of course. Uh, she takes me back to her mansion. First off. I'm gonna put a pro in that column because uh-huh, you, you uh-huh. know mansions like you know you gotta have some money to deal with that. Um, we go back to her room, which is neon uh, fireplace where a fireplace should be. Uh-huh. Huh? A big picture of her younger self staring a, at a, us. A, a, a finely painted oil painting, by the, not just Thank like a you. picture, but like an actual like. Thank oil you. No, painting. that's fair. I mm-hmm. that's that's a good detail. The oil painting does help it. I will say that. It makes it makes her feel very important. The leopard print is what you said. Leopard print circular bed. Uh huh. We're gonna ooh. see. This is the thing. I fe- I've charmed uh, by the fact that I have had a martini or multiple. Let's be honest, because uh-huh, you're a man who knows what a martini tastes like. Uh huh. And and she and she's so enraptured by the fact that how good I drink a martini. <laughs> You know, I'm, you know, I think in this situation, it's a bone down, but I did bring protection. Excellent. Um, excellent. Did I win? Uh, sure. Why not? Yes. I'm the newest (laughs) winner of bone down or run. Uh, It's me. So in the, um, in the Britta and Jeff uh, story, because like we we touched on it a little bit, they are talking about his father a lot. We all, we right. find out we find out that uh, he has actually had his father's phone number for three weeks, and he's not not actually called him, but he has the phone number. I find it interesting it only being three weeks, given that. He Googled him in, or sorry, not Googled him, but whatever search it in the finale of season three. So that was months ago, right? Sure. But there's probably multiple William Wingers or, you know. That's fair. You know, that 
it's a it's a reasonably similar name, I'm sure. I mean, in an in an era where the yellow pages is not really a thing anymore, kids in the uh, well, the the yellow pages used to be this this book that got delivered to your door that had a oh. big listing of every phone number for everyone in the city. The fact that you um, did that disclaimer makes me feel older mm-hmm. than I thought I was. Um, I mean, te- technically, uh, residential was the white pages, but the the, right, the but book itself loved, was called the yellow pages because yellow pages, yellow pages, yellow pages were for businesses. Um, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, um, I don't get me wrong. I love the yellow pages. I did look it up in when I was three years old. Found the the phone number for P- Pizza Hut, called it, and said, "I want pepperoni," which uh-huh. my grandma found and was like, uh-huh. "Hey." We're not getting pizza right now. Get off the phone with Pizza Hut. <laughs> but but you deciphered you deciphered how to do it. You you got the book. Mm-hmm. You found the number. You called the number, which is a thing that I would not do now because <laughs> that's anxiety, baby. Uh, honestly, you deserve that pizza. So and my my grandmother said no. It was, I think, three o'clock in the afternoon. It was not in a lunch or dinner time situation. But that's prime. You know that's prime pizza time, though, it's because prime. that pizza's going to get there fast. Because See, you don't have driver competition. Exactly. They're going to be. They're going to be running over to your place. Just like here's a pizza. You did it at three p.m. Just and, like and, that. And th- the Pizza Hut I was calling was not that far away from my house. It would have been there in like 10 minutes. Yeah, see, perfect time. Um, and three-year-old me wants that pepperoni. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I assume it probably took time because like, I if if I oh, had ta- to... <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about him getting the number, not me getting my pepperoni. <laughs> y- yes, absolutely. Um, if... If I'm trying to find an estranged father or something, like the only reason I know my dad's phone number is because I talk to my dad. Like I don't know, sure. I don't know how to go about finding his phone number um, because he doesn't have a landline, so it's not right. in any sort of white pages. Right. Um. I you know, I I he's he's got a not terribly uncommon name like it's not he's not john smith but he's he's also not like um he he he's not it's not a totally unique name right um um so yeah i i mean i i could see how how it would take a little time to find it um you know plus jeff's got other things he's not solely focused on finding his dad's contact information it's That's it's fair. a thing that maybe you spend an hour on on a Friday night and then you're like it's Friday night so why am I not watching America's best uh, favorite new TV show Bone Down or Run? It's you know I'm surprised they put it on Friday but you know I can't it just it's amazing how well it works there. I mean it it used to be on Tuesdays not not really not really getting a, a lot of uh, traction on Tuesdays. But, you know, they moved it to Fridays, and that's just a, a golden age of bone down and run. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I actually want this to be a thing. Because <laughs> I'd watch it. Uh-huh. I wouldn't love myself for watching it, but I would watch it. You know, here's the thing. I'll watch basically any sort of uh, uh, game show because, like, they by now they know how to make a game show. And, yeah, yeah. like... It doesn't matter what it is. In in college, uh, I was dating this girl who uh, she and I didn't really have a lot in common. So, like, we didn't really like doing anything together. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> so I would I would drive down to her place on Friday and then we'd usually end up spending the evening watching uh, a then hot new game show called Don't Forget the Lyrics, which is just people trying to remember the lyrics to songs. Oh man, I'd be terrible at that. Uh, it was hosted by Wayne Brady, so that's Pretty a big cool. that's a that's a big pro. That's a big plus. But it would literally just be like a person on stage, and then it would play a clip of a song, and then the song would suddenly stop, and then you had to get the next phrase of the song, and then if you got it, you got points or money or whatever, and then you'd move on to some next round, and that was the point of the game, and we watched it. 
They are two episodes back to back, and we watched it every single Friday for weeks because it. otherwise we had to think of something for two people who don't actually like each other to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best part of dating that I no longer have to deal with. Uh, and you don't either uh, because, you know, you, you have a, a long-term uh, girlfriend. Uh, but I uh-huh. will now, say... Now, fiance now. That's fiance. true. Sorry. I, was, I forgot if we had made it podcast official yet. Ben... Ben is going to be an honest man. Finally. But yeah, so I, I, I do like, I do actually really like the, the Jeff and Britta uh, sub story here because, which is not to be confused with Britta's sub story when she was dating Subway. Different, di- oh, entirely different boy, thing. What a turn. <laughs> so, but I, I like their sub story a lot because I think one of the things that, Like community season four gets a lot of flack, right? Sure. And I'm not going to say that all of it is unwarranted, but I think one thing that community season four actually gets to do when Dan Harmon is not the one in charge. And, you know, you you can say it's a good thing or a bad thing. I I personally enjoy it. Um, But one thing that it does is it it this is like the one season with actual real like character development. And okay. so I like I like the fact that this the, like the the Jeff Britta thing is like I it most of it's not really funny like overall and I'm skipping ahead to grades a little bit. Oh, it, this isn't the funniest episode, but there's a lot of seeds of character development in this that make me like it a whole lot. Sure. And the Jeff Britta subplot here uh, is great with that. Um, the the Shirley and Troy plot, because Shirley makes a snide comment about like, oh, Britta, you know, you hang around with Britta enough. You'll learn what a sex dungeon and sex swing are and all of that. Mm-hmm. Except she doesn't say any of that because she's not going to explain it. Right. Um and that that comes over this like, well, no, hold on. What what is it about her and me? And and um so you get that little bit too. And and so I, I like a lot of that in both of their uh both of those subplots. I don't know. Do we have any other things we want to talk about in any of these? I mean, subplots? it's at this point it's all just Troy reactions to things, mm-hmm. like the smile on his face while he's using the indoor swing and the how terror how much terror he has with when he breaks the remote to the uh the the panic room i think that's all i've got like mm-hmm. i just love troy I, I i've started listening to more childish gambino stuff because i because i i had originally thought that he was only you know i i liked campfire but i was like okay it's a lot like this it is not a lot like campfire there is all sort he is he does not like to stay in a single genre and i am here for it um, um so i i'm i'm pro uh donald glover love him love the love him I feel like we've gone on a lot of tangents on this episode, and I think part of it is just that there's not honestly a lot that happens in this episode. Sure, it's it's a lot of dialogue between characters, and then at the end, uh, we find out that Pierce uh, pretended that he had locked himself in the right. in the thing. He pretends to be dead uh, for a bit there. And then we find out that he's actually been orchestrating this whole haunted house thing. He's very um, on on brand for Pierce. He's he's pretended to be him his father in like the mirror uh, to scare Annie. He's pretend he had a, a a latex wall installed so he could like do like creepy face and hands reaching through the the wall. Um, like he went he went all out on this weird haunted house thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he was like, you guys didn't invite me to the party, which, which is- I believe Annie even says it wasn't us. It was Vicky. Why right. do you screw with her? He's like, oh, cause I don't, I don't like her. Um, <laughs> it's so- such an interesting choice. Um, except there is one thing that he did not do. It's, it's having a weird shadowy, uh, sleep paralysis demon watching him, uh, over, mm-hmm. over his bed, which Abed finds. And it turns out that that's gilbert i i'm uh-huh. not 100% sure why that why gilbert decided to do this uh but apparently it is uh he's been living there uh, ever since uh cornelius died cuz he's he's he uh 
he didn't really know what to do. He was kind of taken out of it. So he's just started discreetly doing the housework. Uh-huh. Um, which is to, to paraphrase going on. to paraphrase uh, Shawshank Redemption. He spent so long on the inside, he forgot how to live on the outside. There you go. Um, so he moves in. Uh, Pierce, uh, they they hug and stuff. Uh, Jeff then calls his father. A storyline I'm still not a hundred percent. I'm I like. I don't know okay. if I don't like it. I don't know if I like it. It's going to be something I'm going to keep an eye on because I have. You know, I've, I've, I have a complicated history with my father, so I, I get, you know, that kind of storyline comes to me and hits me in a specific way. Um, and it's also a little tropey, like having a male character have an unsatisfying or absent father is all throughout media. So if it has to do something interesting, I do, I, I don't really remember where it goes, although I read a little bit about it because, you know. You go, you start searching stuff on community and you'll find whatever you want. I'm not sure if it's a, but I, I don't remember or not if I thought it was a good one. So okay. that's something I'll be keeping an eye on. But it is that they do they do start to progress that pretty quickly. Um, and uh, I I do love the tag if we're ready to go there. Sure, let's let's hit up the tag. Uh, it's basically a really funny rotating bookcase gag that I really enjoyed. Uh, where Pierce, uh, Troy and Abed are going back and forth and Pierce is like, who's in my house? And then it comes back and it's Troy and Abed doing the two person, like in a trench coat gag. Uh It's very funny to me. Um, even though it's just basically piling references onto, onto itself. Um, Annie wouldn't like it because she doesn't like referential humor, but I'm not Annie. I'm not Uh dressed up like a ring girl. Uh huh. Uh, I I am, but I'm like the Dean. So Mm-hmm. And you're pulling it off. Uh-huh. Like you, you know, I shaved my head a while ago, so now I'm like, well, I'm just gonna slowly transform into the dean. I'll shave off my goatee. I'll start uh dressing in 1950s black and white gowns and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. call it good. Um You know what? I'm I'm I-, I love that for you. I would I would be living my best life. Uh but uh until then, uh, I think we've covered I mean, we skipped over a lot. I'm not gonna lie. There there's but I mean, like yes. I said, there's there, it, it is sort of an episode where it is mostly dialogue and honestly, not a lot happens. Um, so I think that means it's probably time to go on to grades. Despite the fact that not a lot happens in this episode, uh, because it is it really is just them kind of wandering Pierce's mansion that he has sort of turned into a haunted mansion. Um, but not the haunted mansion. Not the haunted mansion for legal reasons. Uh, and other reasons. It it takes it's not a lot of, as good. Takes a lot more work to to really uh, really. <laughs> you got to have Imagineers. At least one. At least one Imagineer. Um, Come on, Pierce, get an Imagineer. So, I I like this episode well enough because, like I like I said. This season does get to do some character development and and sure. I think last episode they were really trying to seed a lot of things and it it didn't work as well because there was just like there's so much going on. This episode um I think really does a better job of seeding those things. We get uh, you know, Jeff, the, the story with Jeff and his dad, um, you know, we're setting up for that in, I want to say, like two episodes. Um, and um, we get the 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 little the little uh, bits that like Troy and Shirley are talking about Britta, where like, I don't think I don't I don't know that she means to. And if she means to, I don't know that she knows that she means to, if that makes sense. But she is sort of, she is planting some doubt in Troy about his relationship with Britta. Sure. And I, I that is also going to come to a head in a later episode. So on its own, I don't think it's the best episode, but I like, I like what it's setting up. Um, because we, we don't, we don't get that in, in earlier episodes and earlier seasons of community. Um, sure. So, so I like that they're doing that. Um, 
I I would like more jokes in this episode. I don't think it's a particularly funny episode. A lot of it is just kind of like, hey, look, Pierce's house is weird. And like, because like the the thing about his bedroom is pretty funny because like it's it's kind of a weird bedroom. And then you get to a sex dungeon and you're like, oh, haha, okay, that's actually. And the fact that Troy. The sex dungeon is not as funny as the fact that Troy doesn't know what the sex ju- dungeon is. Yes, that is the joke there, and it um, is very good. But beyond that, like, um, oh, there is what there. My favorite joke. We we skipped over it. Um, we got to we got to talk about this joke. We got to talk about my favorite joke. Uh, when they are all in the panic room, they've unlocked the panic room, and Pierce is like, "Ha ha! I fooled you all." And then uh, they hear a noise, and he locks the door. And uh, they're like, oh, but what if it's a ghost? And then Pierce says, ghosts can't go through doors, stupid. They're not fire. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed so hard at that because it is a great, it is a perfect callback to Chang's. Just incredible. Fire can't go through doors. It's not a ghost. It's so good. (laughs) It is. It is hands down the funniest joke in the whole episode. But yeah, I, w- I would like more jokes in this episode. Um, I think it does a good job of, of planting seeds for future episodes. But like compared to previous Halloween episodes of Community, it kind of falls flat compared sure. to uh, the the humor in an average episode of Community. It falls kind of flat. It, it's tough because like if I'm if I'm grading this episode as a standalone thing which is i think kind of how we we tend to grade things right sure. like i'm just sitting down to watch this one episode and contemplating this one episode i think i have to give it like a c okay. because it's not bad it's just it's a little flat um it's 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 pretty one note they're they're doing the scooby-doo thing not a ton of jokes and we're setting up we're clearly setting up plots for future episodes. Right. And it's a little bit of a harsh grade because like I said, I I do like where it, where it's going. And so knowing what comes next, I, I I personally feel more for this episode than a C grade might imply. Sure. Um, But if I'm, if I'm going to try to take this as a, as a, you know, one singular piece of media. I don't think I can give it better than a C because I I just want a little bit more from it, you know? Right. Like I, I do think that they could have uh they could have put a little bit more jokes in along with the character development. And then I think like if you can do that, I think this jumps from a C to an A. Like it it goes all the way, it just leapfrogs that B. Right. But there's just not there's just not a ton of jokes, so I think I have to give it a C. Okay. Um, I think I'm on the same page as you. Um, and I think it's interesting because, you know, if, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm have, maybe I have rose colored glasses on, but in a world in which there is a Scooby-Doo homage in a community that is run in the first, let's just say instead of the first one, one of the first three Halloweens, they did a Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. They would go all out Scooby Doo. Their their community would try would swing for the fences on Scooby Doo. They would like overload it with jokes about Scooby Doo about things like that, like it always does, or it has done for the first three seasons. And where this is like, oh, this is like a Scooby Doo, and then they just kind of, kind of do it. That's true. I didn't even think about that because it's it would be really easy to just do a quick montage of like them running between doors right. with some like 60s, uh, 60s. Exactly. Uh, bal- like uh, uh, zany pop, music or whatever. Pop 60s pop rock, whatever song like. Yeah. So, throw in so a, that- a track that sounds like the monkeys and call it a day. Yeah. So, so, and that, and that to me, that absolutely would add so much humor to this episode because where, where it's kind of, I don't, I don't. Okay. So on a color palette, it is very dark. It is a very dark episode, which makes sense, you know, uh, other than the neon stuff where Scooby-Doo is always very light. And even those kind of touches to me, like, 
tell me that something's not quite right um with with you know with the community mindset and i know that the, the it was written by megan gantz and directed by somebody that uh, tristan shapiro who has done a good amount of communities it, it just feels like it's it doesn't swing as hard as it used to and and i don't i you know maybe this was already in the being written before i don't i don't even know but i'm not even gonna assume but it doesn't feel like as big of swing as some others have um it doesn't it doesn't commit to the bit of we're gonna make fun of a scooby-doo which is fine you don't want to do it don't have to but that but that to me is the thing that is lacking with this that it doesn't swing for it which you know i think if you did like you you figured out a way to do like what you just said like they're running between doors or some like Pierce is unmasked or even, you know, uh, Gilbert takes off a mask or is some, some kind of more Scooby-Doo-esque zaniness. One, one person needs to say meddling kids at some point. Right. Yeah. You could, Pierce would easily say that like a hundred percent. So it's like, it's, it's, I, this is weird because it's, because most of the time I do like light touches like this. But if you're a community, you got to kind of come at it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> you kind of have to go for it. And this doesn't go for it, which makes, which to me sets it exactly where you have it at C, maybe even C minus because, because it is, la- it's lacking in the, I'm going to, we're just going to make a Scooby-Doo this week, which is something that community never had a problem with before. Like we're going to make a mafia movie. Yeah, the hell yeah, we are. Everything is becoming a mafia movie. This feels like it's being like dipping a toe in rather than a giant cannonball into the pool. I think that's to its detriment. Okay. That being said, I think, you know, I I think it's probably CC minus for me. Uh, I don't really remember some of the later stuff in my mind as well as you do, which is fine. We're, you know, you're talking about. Uh, media criticism etc and whether you can talk about this as a singular or as part of a whole that's an interesting discussion to have um but i think there are good parts of it like we've discussed troy continues to like donald glover continues to just destroy line reads every time he is happy sad or anywhere um you know i i do really you know like the interplay between uh, Troy and Shirley, I really appreciate Abed kind of going off and be- like finding this weird <laughs> surveillance room, which is on brand for literally everybody in there. Um, I there, but it just it doesn't swing enough. And I think I think community to me is defined by we're going to take big swings. And I think that this just doesn't have it. And I think that's to its detriment. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. I think. Because I didn't even think about, I didn't even think about it as as a Scooby Doo homage, where, and and maybe that's why I feel like uh, I you know I kept using the phrase it, it falls flat because it doesn't have that pop that Community seasons one through three did where sure. like you said you know you can make a you can make a, a an episode about chicken fingers that's a mafia movie and they. They do a better job doing a chicken finger mafia movie than this does a Scooby Doo in an in an actual set designed to be a haunted house. Right, which is kind of amazing because you don't that should not be the case. Like right. you turned a you turned a chicken finger mafia a chicken finger thing at a community college into a legitimate mafia movie that works with the same sets you've been working on the entire time. I and you have this pretty much you know, bespoke set for this situation, you know, you can even see it. They split off. You've got Shaggy and Scoob and, you know, whatever you could, you could even dress them up a little bit. If you'd rather like, I don't know, Annie is a dog for whatever reason. And she's the Scooby this time. And it just feels like they, they missed an opportunity, especially when they say, well, this sounds like a Scooby-Doo because then you're putting a lampshade on something you're not even doing. Right. Okay. Um, well, we would like to know what you all think about absolutely this episode about Scooby Doo, about um, 
what else did we talk about? Would um, Would you like to be a pen pal? Pen Pen pals for prisoners or for non-prisoners um, um, and also uh, sign up today f- to for our auditions for bone down or run <laughs> coming this fall on fox who who do you think would host bone down or run um like Ooh, if, this if you is good like dream casting like not 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 like who do you think would stoop low enough but like you you are the producer for bone down or run uh, and you, you get to pick anyone. I got it. Okay. Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I could, I could see that like but, late, but, late in his career, late um, in his career easy but, money. But mm-hmm. He brings you gravitas mm-hmm. to a thing that needs mm-hmm. it. Like, so, so instead of like, you could easily have like, I don't know, a comedian do it, but something about Tom Hanks being like real big movie star, like dramatic actor being like telling you this description and it's like, all right, Steve, it's time. Do you bone down or do you run? And okay. like something about that in Tom Hanks voice, like it, 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 it disarms you and allows you to kind of go for it. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Literally anything I can say after that is going to be wrong uh, because that is that's that's it. Um, who but, would who would you have host the <laughs> America's new hot game show? Bone down or run? Did you watch the TV show? Don't forget the lyrics. Uh, please, I, I, I would I would like to be the only not the only person who watched that because I I, I th- I've wasted so many hours watching people try to remember lyrics <laughs> to songs. I do think you might be the only one that watched it with a girlfriend you kind of didn't like um although you never know the the world is 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 so large the world the world is large um we want to know all these things and more you can tweet at us at good greendale you can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com where there's a contact form and if you type a little something in there um with with your keyboard you don't need a typewriter or a printing press mm-hmm. Uh, you can just type it in with your keyboard. You can hit send. It'll send us an email, and we might read it on the show. Yeah, we we love it when we get our, our messages from our pen pals, and we read them, and we react to them in audio format, which is not generally how a pen pal goes, but, you know, it is how we go. Um, and, you know, any anytime we get any interaction from you, we, we really love it. We really love just knowing that we put a smile on your face, even if you're going to goof off with us or have a problem with my my uh, my grade for whatever reason or, you know, whatever. We just really like hearing from you and knowing that you're listening and having a good time, putting a smile on your face and, you know, just having a good day. And we're part of that. And we really love that. So we love you. And uh, that'll do it for us this week. So uh, if you uh, if you enjoyed this episode, stay tuned for a new one next week when we talk about. I thought we were a lead in for Bone Down or Run. I could. I was like, wow, <laughs> we're 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 on Fox right now. Uh, surprise! I am the host for Bone Down or Run, America's new, newest hottest game show. Um, Dang, Ben used this podcast to go off to such big things. Next time, when we talk about conventions of space and time, we'll be back doing that. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Bow down or run! (laughs) Uh, I did this to me. Oh man, I love this show so much.